statement. You've got to know when you're facing a situation, the way perfect love casts out fear is because you know that your God loves you so much that He's not going to let anything happen to you. That you know that your God loves you so much and does not want you to be in fear. So you know that, wait a minute, whoa, my God loves me too much for this fear to be in my heart. Like that cup that says, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too loved to be in fear. My God loves me. His love is perfect, and it casts out all fear. Even the fears that seem real. You need to just put them behind you and say, no, and get a word, though. You've got to find a word. Bible, turn with me to the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. That's the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Hallelujah. But God is a good God, and as believers, if you're born again, you're righteous. You are the righteousness of God. And as believers, we should never have fear. Fear is the enemy's playground. Fear is what the enemy uses to distract you, to try to knock you down, to try to get God's Word out of your heart, to try to get you to go in the wrong direction. Well, let's read Romans 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. For in, the, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, and it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let's read verse 17 again. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The word of the Lord, you may be seated. Look at, first off, you can't be ashamed of Jesus. I'm not. I love Jesus. Everywhere you go, everything you do, everyone you talk to, every situation you're in, just don't, you can't be ashamed. Well, Pastor, I'm not. Well, what about times when you know you're doing something that's against the gospel? You're against Jesus. But you can't be ashamed because what is the power of God unto salvation? Salvation, when someone comes out of darkness and into the light of Christ, they become saved, brand new, born again. They get to be part of the body of Christ. They become righteous. You become righteous at the moment of salvation. 
you become a part of the righteousness of God. You have, a, you have access to all of the attributes and the righteousness of God. The enemy will try to tell you you don't because we're all sinful, fleshly beings. But that is when our mindset should begin to change. We should realize that I am the righteousness of God, and I am going to live like the righteousness of God. See, if you're living like the righteousness of God, you would be able to live a sin-free life because you'd be able to be like, well, wait a minute. I'm the righteousness of God, and wow, this is what grace provided for me, so I don't think I want to do this because I don't want to slap grace in the face. I'm not talking about grace, your neighbor. I'm going, amen. That'll get you locked up. But you start to think that you start to be like, oh, wait a minute. I don't want, hey, I don't want to do anything. I'm the righteousness of God. Now, that does not mean, like some people will walk around, I'm the righteousness of God, and that makes them better than everybody else. We've even experienced that here a few times. People come and they feel like they're, I'm on my righteous walk. I'm, right, I'm more righteous than all these other sinners. Well, if, I'll tell you what. If we kick sinners out of the church, it'd be empty. Because we're all sinners. But we all don't have to stay sinners. But here I want to talk about, I'm not going to talk about sin. I don't want you to leave today under condemnation. If you get under that, that's the Holy Ghost. Speaking to your heart. But what I want to talk to you about, it says here that the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. From experience of faith to experience of faith. Other scripture says from glory to glory. Every time your Faith produces the righteousness of God is revealed. Every time your faith produces a miracle in your life, because, well, God actually produces your miracle, but your faith is what pulls it down, the righteousness of God is revealed. And it says that the just, other versions call it the righteous, the justified, the righteous shall live by faith. See, our lives need to be lived by faith. First off, let me, let, me, let me do a little, uh, uh, a, a little thing here. How many have ever been to heaven? Nobody can raise their hand. How many have ever been to hell? You're a pastor. You ain't never been to my house. No. How many people have, has anybody ever been to hell? But do you believe they exist? It takes faith to believe that there's a heaven and hell. It takes faith to believe in Jesus. Now, the opposite of faith is fear. See, my title would be today that faith has no fear. See, your faith should never have any fear. See, the enemy, that devil, will try to come in your life and give you fear to try to distract you, to try to have you give up, to try to dilute and, and go against your faith. Your faith should be so strong in God that you can rise up and say, I'm not going to be afraid because I know my God's got this. When, see, a lot of times people pray and they don't see things happen because they're not praying prayers of faith. They're praying prayers of fear. What? Pastor, what are you saying? They're praying prayers of fear, not faith. Oh, Lord, I need you to pay this rent check because I don't want to get evicted. That's a prayer of fear. The right way to pray that would be, Oh, Lord, you know I'm a tither, and I'm a tither. And your word says that you will supply all my needs through your riches in Christ Christ's glory. That right there in Christ Jesus, that right there is praying a prayer of faith. 
Because you're not saying you're you're identifying the need, but you're not you're not you're already saying I know you're going to provide it because your word says. See, there's power in the word of God, and faith prayers have power through the word of God. See, we we spend too much time focusing on the situation and the dilemma instead of just bringing God into the situation. God, I know you're my provider. And you will pray. You will provide a way out of this. And I'm not concerned one way or the other. And when you come out of that prayer closet, that's how you have to leave it. Because that devil's going to be standing right outside that door. Oh, you know you're getting evicted, child. You know you ain't getting that money. He ain't showing up. You're going to be like, my God will supply. I've told you before about that lady, I think probably on my property in Atlanta. See, in property management, once you file for eviction, you can't take any money from the tenant. Because once you take, let's say you owe someone $2,000 in rent, and they take $20 from you, they can't proceed. It's a little helpful hint, but it's a truth. That is, and, and so now, you had this lady. She was way behind. Already filed eviction. Kept coming in with portions of it. Can't take it. Sorry. She said, well, I, he goes, I am not leaving. My God's going to show up. Okay. But I'm telling you right now, I can't take any money. And I'm telling you, even if you bring the full amount, it's going to be highly likely that my boss will receive it. Okay. Day of eviction. The way they do it in Florida, in, in Atlanta, is that they get community service. So a bunch of guys in orange jumpers come in a big U-Haul truck. And they go into the person's apartment, and they set the stuff down on the outside on the street. Just set it there. Nobody's supposed to touch it, but they set it all out in the street. And if it's raining, they put plastic over it, and they're done, and they leave. And we change the lock. Well, the truck pulled in on the property. Orange jumpers got out. That woman saw that. She came running up to my office. She said, sir, 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 I have every penny I owe you guys. I have all your money. My God provided the money. You have to take it. I said, I said, ma'am, I'm a believer. I believe God provided you that money. But I have to submit to my boss and see if I can take it. Called my boss. And for some reason, my boss said, you know what? Go ahead and take it. Call off the eviction. See, that woman, up until the very last minute, did not deny the power of her God. She knew that when she walked in my office that God was going to have me call my boss, and my boss was going to hear from God, not even knowing she was hearing from God. But said, hey, go ahead. Take that money and let her stay. She could have been like, oh, my God, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Oh, what am I she said, no, I'm not leaving. My God's going to hook this up. And she was never laid again on her rent. Amen? You see, faith has no fear. Faith has no fear. And then faith also recognizes that God's going to do what God's going to do, and God's going to do it how God wants to do it. Amen? But look at Isaiah 43, verse 1. It says, but now so says Jehovah who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you. 
O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame kindle on you. He says, fear not, because I have called you by your name, and you are mine. That's what God says to you today. Fear not, my believer. Fear not, my son, my daughter, my child. I have called you by your name, and you are mine. When you walk through the waters and rivers, they shall not overflow you. You shall not be swept away by the tide of what's going on in your life. You shall not be swept away and brought down under by what's going on. You'll be able to say, no, no, no. He called me by my name, and he is mine, and I am his, and I'm going to rise up to the top. I shall not go under. I shall walk through the fire. I shall not get burned. I'll be dumped in the water, and I will not drown. Come on, give God some praise. And say, faith has no fear. Say, faith has no fear. Faith has no fear. See, fear not is used over 80 times in the Word of God. I have learned to believe and trust that things that are repeated multiple times in the Word of God seem to be important. So if God has chose fit to tell multiple people over multiple books in the Bible to fear not, I believe it's important, and he would tell you today, fear not. Other scriptures, fear not, for I am with thee. He told Joshua, be courageous and fear not. You see, life, it must be important, and he must recognize that that enemy is going to use fear as a weapon against you. You see, if anything, you should let that fear stir your faith and say, no, I'm not going to be in fear. I'm going to trust God. Hey, listen, if something's trying to scare you out of something, then that must be so important and God must be getting ready to do something. See, a lot of times people get scared out of their blessing. Their blessing's just about to happen and they give up. God tells them to get to go out and step out and get a new job or do something. And then they decide to get scared of the change and don't do it. And then find out. And then, but God was setting up a beautiful change in career, but they didn't step out. See, faith has no fear. He says, fear not when you pass through the waters, for I will be with you. When you go through the fire, I will be with you. When you're going through that sickness, fear not, because I'm going to be with you. Amen? Faith has no fear. And perfect love casts out all fear. Well, where do I find, where do I find this perfect love? In God. 1 John 4.15 says, Whoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he in God. So if you confess Jesus is the Son of God, then God dwells in you, and you dwell in Him. And we have known and believed that love that God has in us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in Him. So now God's in you, and you in Him, 
God's love is in you, and His love is, and you are in Him. His love's in you, and His and your love for people is God. And you abide in it. Abide means to dwell, to remain, to be married to. So you got to be married to God's love. In this, our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. That as He is, so also we are in this world. So you can't see yourself as just everyday Joe. You need to see yourself as my name is so-and-so, and I am the righteousness of God, and I am the representation of God in this world right now, and I will have no fear because God is in me, and I am in Him, and God's perfect love abides in me. So, And that is how this next verse comes into play. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment, and he who has fear has not been perfected in love. We love him because he first loved us. See, you've got to know when you're facing a situation, the way perfect love casts out fear is because you know that your God loves you so much that he's not going to let anything happen to you. That you know that your God loves you so much and does not want you to be in fear. So you know that, wait a minute, whoa, my God loves me too much for this fear to be in my heart. Like that cup that says, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too loved to be in fear. My God loves me. His love is perfect, and it casts out all fear. Even the fears that seem real, you need to just put them behind you and say, no, I'll, and get a word, though. you got to find a word. You see, I heard a preacher talking the other day, and he says, people come up to me all the time. They're sick. They're broke. They're all this stuff. And they say, oh, preacher, I'm trusting in God. I'm standing on the word. Oh, yes, I'm standing on the Word. He's like, so what Word are you standing on? I'm standing on the Word. Well, what's Scripture? No, I'm standing on the Word in general. You can't stand on the Word in general. If you're believing for healing, you need to be believing and standing on Scriptures about healing. If you're broken and, and you need finances, you need prosperity, you need to believe and stand on Scriptures about prosperity. And you just need to believe that you're the righteousness of God and God's got everything worked out for you. Just trust in Him and have no fear and keep loving Him because faith has no fear. Come on, give Him praise. You see, God did not create you to be in, in fear. See, enemy uses fear. Fear attacks your faith. Faith should cast out fear. See, the enemy attacks your faith with fear. Nah, you know that's never going to happen. Why are you listening to that crazy preacher? Oh, you know, come on, every other time something like this has happened, this has happened. Fear speaks up and says, you know what? My God's going to do this. My God's got this. I'm not scared. My God's got this. 
I'm going to walk through this valley, this shadow of death, and I'm not going to fear this evil because God is with me. And I'm not walking through this thing alone. Amen? See, because see, the problem is, back to the self, the selfishness, the self-centeredness I spoke about before I was preaching, when it's all about you, your how you feel, how you think, and what it smells like, looks like, tastes like, you're not even in faith. You're living in the natural realm of fear. In the natural realm of you, it's about me. You need to live in the hey, the realm of it's all about God. I am his. He is mine. He loves me. I'm not going to have any fear. And my faith is going to provide. My faith in God is going to access him. And he's going to provide to me whatever I need. And I know that no matter what I go through, he's walking right there with me through it. And at that right time, he'll provide. See, we want everything to be all easy and hunky-dory, no trouble, no crying, no weeping, no sorrow. That's not life, and that's not how it's going to happen. If Jesus himself was whipped and beaten and cried and crucified and, 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 and made fun of, you're going to go through it too if you call yourself a Christian. Don't say because, oh, now it's not some get-out-of-torment-free get card because you're a Christian. It's life. You'll be ridiculed. You'll be put to the test. The enemy will try to come at every avenue he can to destroy you. He'll come every which way but loose. And he'll try to attack you. But your faith should be. Why do you think faith is the, is the shield in the armor of God? Because you're supposed to raise up your faith. You're supposed to raise up your shield against that attack. Oh, yeah, I went to the doctor and they told me this. No. My faith in God. Find a scripture. Search the scriptures. And when that one leaps out onto your heart and grabs on, write it down and stand on that scripture. You see, because 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, Fear has, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God don't want you all messed up in fear. He didn't wire you that way. He didn't create Adam and Eve like that. That devil in the garden twisted them up. They, they fell for his lie. And that is when the human mind started to experience fear. How do you know that? Well, how come when God came into the garden, they hid? Oh, we hid because we were naked. Who told you you were naked? You've been naked all that time. What did you do? Now, here it is. You see, faith has no fear. God's love casts out fear. And you need to know this as we close. That God loves you so much that He wants a blessed life for you. He wants you to live a life of righteousness to where nothing but favor follows you. Even when you go through stuff, favor is going to come out on top. When you go through trials and tribulations, your faith will get you through it. You'll go through it. And you'll make it out on top. He wants you to live life without fear. Fear of man, fear of... He's a, the only fear you should have is a holy, reverent fear of Him. And know that He loves you enough. He loved you enough to get you this far. Loved you enough to provide His Son on the cross on Calvary to die for your sins so that man would not have to suffer the attacks of that devil anymore. So why can't He help us in our little daily problems? Our situation, whatever it is, with loved ones, with our job, with our finances, with our cars, with our 
people, with our church, with whatever. Just love God first. Love God above everything else. Love God above the applause of your friends. Love God above the affections of your loved ones. Love God above all things. And he'll take care of everything in your life. You gotta love God above your spouse. You gotta love God above your children. You gotta love God above your job. You gotta love God above everything in your life. When you truly love God like that, you'll have no fear in any other area of your life. When you truly love God like that, you won't have fear for your child going to school. Because you know that he loves you and he loves them and he's gonna protect them by your prayer of faith. Bible talks about that. Never seen that the prayer of faith not answered. See, the prayer of faith, but the prayer of faith cannot have any fear. You have to step out, like I said, of that prayer closet, whatever it is that you prayed, and fully believe that God is able to do. You got to believe He's able to, and you got to believe He's going to do what you believe in. His word says He can do. And will do. You can't be believing some book of imaginations that you believe he's going to do. Got to be from his word. Because his word has power and his word is what's going to bring it to pass. When you're speaking about his word, the Bible says that he hovers over looking to perform his word. If you want God to do something in your life, call him on his word. How many, okay, yeah, I, I know I said I was closing, but I want to go there. How many times have you gone to somebody and said, well, you said you were going to. Right? Oh, you said you were going to quit drinking. Oh, you said you were going to pick me up. Well, God challenges you. Call me on my word. You find something in my word, and you call me on it, and I will do it. That's faith. His word says it. I believe it. That settles it. Come on, give God some praise. And say this to me. Say, I will live in faith, not fear. I will not allow the enemy to bind me, keep me down with his false evidence appearing real. I will not fear. I will not fear. I will live by faith. In my Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. World Harvest Worship Center. Reaching our world. One life. One city. One nation. At a time.